like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Totally did it. We're here. Everyone's recording. We're all recording. The sweet dulcet tones of this podcast are now hitting your eardrums. You're oh, welcome. Dulcet tones of the booze and bruise podcast. Oh, that's nice. That's Let's right. not make them fall asleep though. This Anomaly weekend. detected. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I will say I gotta get been... some polonium by launching a space probe. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of uh, Bioshock because I bought the series and I'm replaying all of it. And I'm in Bioshock 2 right now. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of little sisters hanging out with me saying like, get him, daddy. Oh, <laughs> I am the best daddy. No. Oh, is that creepy? Stop it. <laughs> Jesus. No. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I tell uh, all the other little girls that I have the best daddy. Like, this is legitimate clips of this video game. This, Yeah. Well, you know they made it just so a dude could be like, I need to push pause and go jerk it for a minute. Oh, ah, I'm a big sexy daddy. I who's the big daddy? Me. Oh, skate, skate. I just wanted to believe that it was sort of supposed to be creepy and not all sorts of wiener touching. This is video games. It is wiener touching. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> well, who knows? No, we don't know. No. Speaking of wiener touching, I was made aware of a very fun story about um, wieners. I can't wait to find out where this goes. No, no, no. You already know. We talked about it this morning. Story. No, it was a story that uh, apparently some dude from Mobile, Alabama got arrested for uh, sleeping on Discovery Island. He was going to take a camping vacay at Disney World. Hell yeah. So (laughs) he snuck into the park, went to Discovery Island and set up camp. And he was like, I was just going to stay for a Uh, week. Apparently in one of the old buildings that are rotten and falling apart. Yeah. Oh my God. He's today's Tom Sawyer. He really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was amazing, and and so they had to like send in helicopters to find out where he was they in the park. Send the SWAT team for the squatter. For the squatter. No, it's so they the find squat him. SWAT team. Hey, oh wow. Oh god, get out. Nope. Get Stand out. right here, not going nowhere. He's lucky he wasn't eaten by alligators like that one child. Hey, enjoy Good Disney point. World. Go to Disney World. Go to Disney World. Eaten by alligators. No, stay home, stay inside. Yeah. Better idea. So the guy was like, okay, you know yeah, what? Yeah, mask isn't going to protect you from alligators. <laughs> he He's socially distanced. Don't sneeze on me, alligator. I know you've got the COVID. No, he was like practicing good social distancing. Nobody's <laughs> at true. the bark. Yeah. That's very true. Um, But when they arrested him, he's like, well, why am I being arrested? They're like, sir, you're trespassing. He goes, well... I didn't know you couldn't come here. And they're like, dude, you passed like 19 no trespassing signs to get in here. I didn't know there's for me. I, I thought I'm I a white that, yeah, man. Everybody else can't do it. I'm a 50 something year old white man. Obviously, the rules don't apply to me. It didn't I'm a say, white Gregory, boomer. you can't come in here. Yeah, Richard, don't come Richard, over. Richard, don't come in. It didn't say not for Kevin. <laughs> so I thought I was okay. I, I just, I was like, that's amazing. I would try to do that. But the problem is then there's like no rides that are on. There's no food carts. There's no point in going to Disney World. Yeah. You can't Disneyland enjoy. after closed does not sound fun. You can't enjoy um, a fine churro. Yeah, no, no churros. And the they release the recipes online. Make your own churros. That's true. And you can have that Monte Cristo from the Blue Bayou. Yeah, they released oh that recipe so too. So good. If you yeah. want a deep fried ham sandwich, motherfuckers. That's what I want. With jam on it, motherfucker. Yeah. That was that, that is, w- sandwich is delightful. It's huge. Yeah, yeah that, that was the You're original welcome. subject of the Beatles. That's what I want. Oh, really? The best things in life are free, except for a Monte Cristo sandwich from the Blue Bayou, baby. That's what I want. (laughs) Yeah, I want a $37 sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't reheat well because fried food, when it's reheated, just gets oily. You got to refry it and get it double oiled. Oh, God. (laughs) Mm. But after you've carried it around the park for the second half of the day. Yeah, in your bag of of beignets. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just fried goodness on fried goodness. No, yeah. it already had sugar. powdered sugar on it. They yeah. both are covered in powdered sugar. 
I know. Speaking of powdered sugar, I was so excited. I got a like pound bag of it from the grocery store. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh, Congratulations. Nice. Thank oh, you. Nice. No, I'm just excited. I can now make my ninja bread I'm cookies. going to drink all of this beer in a it's, second. It's so fucking good. I, I opened it and the smell made me like oh happy God. in my cold, dark soul. You know what else makes you happy in your cold, dark soul? Hi. Segway, good job, me. Welcome to the Booze and Bruise <laughs> podcast. She literally patted her own back. She did. She slapped herself on the arm. Good Ladies, job. as pimps, too, go and brush your shoulders off. Brush your shoulders <laughs> off. And welcome to the Booze and Bruise podcast because yes. we are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And, and we go and brush our shoulders off. And tap your own shoulders because gonna, yeah. that's what I do. Here's what I'm going to say. We visited a number of San Fernando Valley breweries. 90% of them are shit. They're garbage. Yeah, they kind of are. This one that is That not. little Irish place that I thought I was going to love, crap. Oh, it was Just shit. Just terrible. Ugh. Um... And a then, couple in bourbon. Don't forget the place where we saw someone vomit. Yeah. Yes. I can never forget that. That place was no good. They kept serving him. 818 They brewing kept company, serving him. Yep. Yeah. That's like, motherfucker no. was like fall over drunk, puked in the bushes. Was Still. it him or one of his friends that also was breaking glasses? Uh, was one of his friends. That whole party, I think, had been there all day. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but, but these dudes, these dudes came to party and I love it. 818 yeah. came to play. Yeah, the last week's beer was good. This week's mm-hmm. beer is better. It's well, phenomenal. Yeah, for you too. There's nothing wrong with this beer. I have an entire large format for myself, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> so yeah, this is a 22-ounce large format. It is called Reseda Rye. It's a session IPA. That is the beer that we're going to be highlighting today. Yeah, well, don't, yeah. don't do the beer review yet. we got to tell a great story well, I was first. just busting into the Reseda Rye because you need to know she gotta what the name of the, the beer. Tie-in. Yeah. You need to know the name of the beer in order That's to a great point. understand where me, podcast mom, is going to go with this because I go... I go away. You gotta see oh, what I means think to you. this is. I think this is another solid week of whatever, whatever that means, means to you. <laughs> so, I'm curious how you got to yours. I'm gonna tell you because I am okay. proud of it. So, Reseda, first word in the title of the beer. For those of you not from the Los Angeles area, Reseda is a neighborhood in the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. Suburbs, uh, baby. Suburbs. Uh, the name comes from the quote fragrant plant called Reseda odorata. Okay. Gross. Uh, which is commonly found in the early, which was commonly found in early residences' gardens. So Reseda was founded in like the early 1900s. Based on a stinky plant. The name comes from the stinky plant right. that lived in the gardens of all the people who lived there. Like yes. all 90 of them. It was a squatter in their gardens. They were planting petunias. They got a Reseda. Reseda Yeah. Yes. So the plant itself is native to Mediterranean climates. Mm-hmm. You know what else is native to Mediterranean climates? Olives. Greece. Hey, I was and not that in, far off. And what's in <laughs> Greece? The Davilus Cave outside of Athens. Yes, cave! And that's how I got... <laughs> that is. Yes! This is how I got to my story. Thank you, Reseda. We, you know, when Melly told me she was doing a cave, I was like, I feel like part of you is stealing my identity and I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been friends for, with you for so long. I'm becoming you. Yeah. My love of caves is just an ever expanding bubble. It's now starting to touch others. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. When you, uh, for Patreon subscribers, another one of the podcast members, um, Bob, obviously there's three of us. He's, his gonna, gonna, he's going to touch my story. So I'm okay. sure y'all are excited now. So no, anyway, we're all touching. Back to the Davilus <laughs> Cave. The Davilus Cave is located in slash on Mount Pent... Pentic- oh, boy. Hold there on. you go. Pentilicus. Words. Mount Pentilicus. Mount Pentilicus, which is most famous for its piss-colored marble that was used to build the Acropolis. <laughs> oh, yay. Famous for piss marble. Yes. It was one of those where it's like, it's got a yellowish, a light yellow hue to it that like glimmers gold. And I'm like, so it's piss-colored. There is, be- there is beautiful marble over here. Please, they get get this. Malakis. Get the Malakis. Use this one. He looks like piss. I don't know. That's Assassin's Creed coming through. All you That's can- all those Greek. All of our Greek listeners really were delighted. <laughs> Sure. Our one Greek listener is mildly offended. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so anyway, if you're thinking of doing your own kitchen renovation using the marble. Piss marble. Piss marble. Piss marble from Mount Pentilicus, uh, you're shit out of luck because there is a law. The entire mountain is protected by law. 
So the only people who can quarry the stone is the Acropolis Restoration Project. So oh, it can so only, only be allowed oh. to use it to restore for replaces. Exactly. Can you get like okay. rec- reclaimed Acropolis marble? No. Oh, okay. Well, Shiplap! 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 Shiplap. Reclaimed. Laugh and blaster. Marble lap. Ship marble. marble lap. Now you'll see that this table used to be a barn door that we have uh, sanded and varnished. It keeps a lot of the original character. Also very open concept. This column used to be a column. (laughs) This Acropolis used to be. This column used to be David's penis. We chipped it off the statue. All of these used to have penises. (laughs) That brings me to, have you ever noticed that all of the marble statues at the Getty Center are all missing their dinguses? Yeah, there was a reason. I think it was like... They just... No, no, no. Oh, no, that's right. It was because... The Etruscans were jealous. No. No, because they all had tiny dinguses. No, it was it was like a puritanical thing where yes. they're like, why are all these dinguses out? And they started and chipping they started them off. Chipping them off. There's a reason that when yeah. you go yeah. into museums, none of Have them. Have you noticed that there's no dinguses on these? There's a reason. There's a reason. Because we're puritans. White at people heart. ruined yeah. everything. Yeah. White <laughs> people are like, oh, I don't like seeing these. I I might have a penis, but I don't want to know what you, his you looks have like. Maybe carved him some nice bloomers. No. You need to yeah, at least they didn't start putting little marble underpanties on them. <laughs> I would, uh, you know what? I would go to more museums if they had little marble bloomers on. Yeah. Um, little That's diapers. That's what's keeping me out of these. Little b- diapers, yeah. So anyway, the cave itself is pretty large and probably dates back to when ancient Greeks first started quarrying. So... They found the mountain, they built the Acropolis, and that's how it came. So it wasn't Got like you. one of those prehistoric time sort of things. No. It's a They were like, this cave. marble is the best marble. Piss marble should be our Acropolis. It's, yep. This should be a number one thing. So they created, the ancient Greeks created the cave themselves. Um, it's approximately. Oh, it's a man made cave. Yes. Oh, this is delicious. Um, so it's approximately 200 feet by 135 feet by 60 feet in size. Okay. So it's, it's a little cave. It's, it's not I, I understand the dimensions. Very big. Um, and there are a series of tunnels at the back of the cave, um, one of which leads to this very nice underground pond, which you can visit to, to this day. Can you swim in it? Um, are there? I bet there are incredible minerals in this in oh, this I pond. Bet. Oh my god! Copper, calcium. Ask Zach Baggins all about them. Yeah, he knows all about it. Um, so one tunnel leads to this nice pool another leads to hell so be careful <laughs> oh that is a bad day to make a wrong turn so just watch where you're that going leads to hell. Yeah. so be careful so be careful <laughs> one sexy pond nymphs one hell pond. hell this is a fucking bugs bunny left turn at albuquerque situation where yeah. suddenly you end up in fucking hell all of a sudden you're in hell you're like where's the pond there's no water here you took a wrong turn back up a little far oh yeah. man you took so. a wrong turn at macedonia hey yes. <laughs> that was good humor. yeah so anyway that um, was good humor fuck you <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh likely the ancient greeks first used this cave as a panopolian sure yep a sacred site uh to worship the goat-like god pan and his nymphs oh uh and pan was the protector of shepherds which was what a lot of these people were so Mm. it does make sense um archaeologists over the years have found a number of artifacts um related to pan so they're like okay that makes sense Mm -hmm. that they had this here his Um, mystical pan flute so they were like they were hot for pan they were were like real sexual they were real hot for pan they (laughs) They were pansexual you are fired. You're awful. From the show. I'm so proud of that. <laughs> You're gonna you can stand by that. I do stand by it. Um <laughs> So yeah, in addition to artifacts, they also found niches carved into the walls, which they uh, were thought to have held idols and other offerings to Pan over okay. time. Okay. Um, dinguses. Yes. You know what? The the chipped off dinguses were offered to Pan yeah. on these little uh, niches. Was Pan known as a lover of slang and dingus? I don't know. I Who just is it? Lover the of ancient Greeks were all into slam and dingus. You know, that's a good oh, yeah. point. That's a good point. You're just walking around nudies all day. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Yeah. And be like, ooh, that's a nice dick. You want to smash? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so Let's do it in the shepherd field over here for Pan. <laughs> so archaeologists <laughs> have also found evidence that the cave was used for Christ worship. 
So once the what Greek <laughs> get out of here, once the Greek gods got replaced by the Christ gods. Okay, so they um, stopped worshiping shepherds and started worshiping carpenters. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the okay. biggest piece of that evidence is the massive fucking 11th century church that's built at the entrance to the cave. Mm. Oh, um, and like this, the church entrance is the cave entrance. Yeah, so it's it's one of those where you see the entrance of the cave on the right. There's a church built into the the walls of the mountain. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, so it, it dates back to the 11th century. And what's neat about this church is that it's similar to my high school in that it's two buildings in one. So there's two churches in mm-hmm. one building. So you have one a personal gym connection gymatorium. to this building. I do. I really have. A, I was like, oh, this is this is why I need to talk about this story. Sure. Um. So one of the churches is dedicated to Saint uh, Spiridon. Yep. And okay, the, Saint Spearmint, the Saint, patron saint mm-hmm. of Orbit Gum. Hell, it's it's hell spelled yeah. like Spyro, so it's Saint Spyro. Juicy fruit is going to move you. <laughs> so it's a patron saint of tiny little purple dragons? <laughs> yes, so a patron saint of tiny purple dragons. Okay. And the other is the a church dedicated to Saint Nicholas. So you've got... Patron purple, saint of Nichols. Pa- so you've got... Patron saint of Santa chocolate Claus. in my shoes. Yeah, so you've got Spyro the dragon mm-hmm. and Santa Claus. Love it! In one church. It's amazing. <laughs> I would totally want to Maybe go. that's where the eight tiny reindeer in Santa Claus came from. He was like Greece? actually drive, riding a radical purple dragon while delivering oh, chocolate to, to, to metal. chocolate for the Kindle's shoesons. Yeah. And then they were like, we cannot believe in dragons. So dragons are no reindeer. good, but perhaps a Santa Claus. <laughs> Sunday. I like how he's like a Slavic, yep. Nordic, uh, Greece person. Yeah. Yeah. The, he comes from nowhere and everywhere all at the same time. I am time. from nowhere and everywhere. Exactly. Santa. That's why everyone can enjoy the Santa Claus. <laughs> yes. Because I'm from everywhere and nowhere. And nowhere at the same time. Have you seen my purple dragon unicorns? <laughs> it slaps. <It's, laughs> it slaps. It slaps. But if you really. He comes flying into your house <laughs> playing dubstep or something. Wow, 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 wow. Here's your chocolates, Kindos. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> And then watch just drops the bass as he flies off. Yeah. Watch me, Nene! Watch me whip! Watch me, Nene! He's like, check out while I ghost ride this whip. And then yeah. he like throws <laughs> shit at you and then he leaves. Yeah. Um, so, oh, so, this Santa is amazing, by the way. This is a much better Santa. <laughs> yeah. I know. I think we all need to get behind this version of Santa. Um, so anyway, in the 19th century, uh, the cave became famous as being the hideout for the outlaw Davilus. A Robin Hood-like figure who stole from the rich. Don't know if he gave to the poor, but he definitely stole from the rich. All right, man. Eat the rich. Heads on pikes. I'm here yeah. for it. Ah! Um, so Davilus was reportedly involved with a French noblewoman, the Duchess of Placentia. Gross. Nasty. I know. Just placentas everywhere. He's like, mm, you know what I love? Afterbirth. Mm. Mm. I'm not, I don't like the fucking or the birth, but I'm here for the afterbirth. I'm here for the <laughs> yeah. afterbirth. It makes my hair so shiny. What happens after the birth? <laughs> 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 um, so she lived down the mountain in the village of Penteli. And it is believed that Davilus would use the tunnels for his secret trysts with her. Um, so that he like continued to build the tunnels, built it all the way down the mountain. So that way he could meet up with her and they could fuck in private. Oh, so he built a tunnel to her tunnel. That's what they're thinking. Mm. Exactly. Um, And that he maybe used the tunnels to hide some of his treasure. Ooh, treasure tunnels. Now, a lot of people have gone looking for treasure. No one has ever found treasure. So who knows if it actually... Because he hit it so good. Has it. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. a good, good hider. Um, He's a good, good treasure hider. Hit it knuckles deep in that treasure tunnel. And that afterbirth. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So while the history of the cave is itself is pretty cool, the stories of paranormal activity, UFOs, and secret government operations way cooler. Oh my god, this 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 cave's got, got everything. Everything. <laughs> I was like, UFOs ain't a cave. It's not even a very big cave. No, it's more mountain adjacent. It's like cave adjacent UFO. Oh, uh, all right. We'll I'll find out. It. You know, I will tell you. Just. Just listen up. So uh, going back to when the cave was first discovered, um, people reported hearing mysterious voices, either talking or laughing from deep within the caves. Um, People also have heard music that appeared to have no source. 
Um, And as time went on, visitors at night also reported seeing strange orbs and ghostly shadow figures. Oh, uh, shadows. In and around the caves, as well as the uh, weird sheep or goat creature that would disappear if you tried to approach it. Oh, scary goat. Of the god Pan. The god Pan. Yeah, he's just hanging out. Um, And friend, you will be delighted to know that there have also been reports of a bipedal cat-like creature spotted in and around the cave. Um, I'm into it. So, and if cat you appro- cave. If you approach with coin, it will show you its wares. <laughs> it I want to see its wares. <laughs> <laughs> so, however, um, attempts to photograph these creatures uh, are useless because the cave frequently causes cameras and other electrical equipment to stop working. Oh, shit. Batteries oh. are drained. Energies, energies are, stole. are stolen. Energies are stolen, bro. Um, Got to bring some EM pumps. For real. Yeah. <laughs> um, visitors are also, they also report feeling very disoriented and feelings of dread uh, upon entering the cave. Oh, how um, are you going to feel sad in a cave? I don't know, but you do. Um, some people have experienced panic attacks or other weird changes in their behavior while in the caves. Um, others have reported blackouts or just losing time while in. Okay, that's just drinking though. And that's exploring. Being it is. Um, they've also seen water flowing uphill. That's Ooh, freaky. Magic. Yeah. Water holds memories. Yeah, it does. Oh, absolutely. Like especially water. especially based on the mineral content, as we have mentioned previously. Numerous times. Numerous times. On this show. <laughs> Cave water is especially yeah. memorable. Copper, astral projection. Every time. <laughs> Every time. No, I think it's just Davulus uh, not wanting you to find his fuck den mm. or his treasure. Yeah. So he mm. makes you feel real, real bad. But makes you get deep in that cave. No, there is a reason. Um, the cave is very high in electromagnetic. Mm. The, the EMF uh, is very high in the cave. Which Why makes is the sense. EMF so high? I don't know. The it just fucking is? piss marble. You know what? Piss marble Makes mar- electromagnets yeah. real big. Piss marble also holds memories. It's the yeah. electrolytes. It is. <laughs> it's what plants crave. Yeah. <laughs> it's what piss marble it's, craves. It's, it's what plants crave. Human piss. Human. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Um, so while the paranormal experiences that have occurred for hundreds of years, um, in 1977, a couple found themselves in the middle of their own little extraterrestrial event. Yeah, tell me about yes. them mountain aliens. Mountain aliens. Mm, so imagine deep yourself. Aliens. April 1977. You've got bad hair, bell bottoms, maybe like some sort of flowy blouse on. Yeah. You're picturing it. Huge bush. Huge. Just, 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 just <laughs> huge bush. Because this is a Greek woman there. It's like hairy. fucking a topiary. It is oh, coming yeah, out man. the top of her pants. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so in April of 1977, a couple noticed a car sitting atop a rocky outcropping near the cave where no car could possibly have driven. Who going to park there? They're Nobody. Like, this is weird. You had to have that car airlifted in there. It's very Nobody going to park on a rocky outcropping. How, how would you have even gotten up there? They May seem to say. Um, so the couple was very intrigued by this mysterious car on the hill. Um, uh-huh, that they, as you would be. Yeah, that they came back to the site uh, for three straight days. Each time... To look at a car? The car was still car there. Car's still up there. Fucking they, weird. Yeah. They were like... <laughs> it was the 70s. Still fucking weird. What was there to do? Internet? No. No. You have boring fucking radio and like three yeah, channels. Ra- radio, public, public Greek television. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I already combed out my bush today. I'm going to go check on the yeah. car now. <laughs> I already gave my bush a perm. <laughs> oh, I don't, I'm a Greek woman. I do not need to perm my bush. Yeah. No, that shit. It's, just, it's hereditary. It just is super curly. Mine looks Lustrous. like an oompa loompa. Yes. Ah. It's a loofah. <laughs> you could, ex- never mind. Um, yep. So anyway, finally on the third day. Um, the couple decided oh my god like Jesus like just like Jesus the couple decided they were going to climb in fulfillment of the scriptures (laughs) as the scriptures foretold a car would be perched on a mountain (laughs) and two dumb Greeks would be like let's go take a look I'd have gone to church more if this is how the story went there's a church at the bottom of the hill they could have just gone into that yeah I'd be like oh you guys seen that fuck it's the Christmobile up there Santa's Spyro dragon how did that happen (laughs) Um, so on the third day, they uh, climbed up to the car. When they reached it, they noticed it was totally intact. There was no damage to the undercarriage of the car or the tires or anything that you would expect having a car drive up like a very rocky, unstable sort of mountain. It was a pristine car. It was, uh-huh. it was in tip top. It, it was the immaculate... Carception. 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 Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, and so in the snow, uh, next to the car, because again, we're in, <clears throat> apparently it snows in Greece. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> but in the snow were large oval footprints that were about three feet long, which oval went- Oval footprints? Three oval. foot long oval, oval footprints. footprints. Yes. In the snow next These to the These aliens car. all wear clown shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's weird as fuck. <laughs> they are clowns. Um, and they the footprints went over rocks and vertical surfaces where no human could go. I'm sure without like some sort of climbing equipment. Sure. Um, when the wife went to look inside a cavity in the rock, so there's like a little like beep boop. Baby cave. Yeah. Baby cave in the rocks. One of the many fuck uh, caves. She crevices. Peeked, she peeked her head mm-hmm. into the mini crevice and she uh, screamed claiming she had seen a white creature 60 centimeters tall with huge luminous oval shaped eyes not a yeti staring back at her not a yeti definitely not yeti 60 centimeters much smaller than a yeti oh you know what that's a great point yeah it's metric i'm fucking american i don't know what the hell that shit is is like 90 feet tall. that's like 90 feet right that's 90 nobody knows nobody knows what that means no (laughs) uh so while her husband did not see the creature he did notice the bushes uh, shake as if an animal were hiding behind them so the couple panicked and they fled um, a few days later they went back and the car was still there however this time the husband says he saw a huge dark sphere made from thick black smoke emerge from the top of the car and while that vision only lasted a few seconds during that time the man said he felt as though something was trying to invade his mind oh my gosh it's like the lost smoke monster it really is. It's the smog monster from Godzilla. There you go. He's just creating gross smog and trying to invade your mind. Um, so yeah, that is the uh, one like UFO experience that people had. It's very- and it's a weird ass car and then a crevice with an alien in it with giant ovoid feet. Yeah. yeah it's think- an alien that drove a car to a mountain, parked, and then went in a baby cave. Or I think he put... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like it. Is this, and then into Christ and get, is this where you go to worship Christ and get the piss marble? Yes. I've heard a lot about it. It was really tough to drive up here, you guys. No, it's like a cloaking device that they put over the UFO to make it not look UFO and scary. They're like, oh, those humans, they'll totally be fine with this. They're car fine. It's a, a VW mountain. bug now. Yeah, now it's a bug. It's, it's totally fine. Um, but 1977 was also the year. The cave was suddenly closed to the public, and the reason remains a mystery to this very day oh they just shut it down for some reason yep so one day without warning visitors arrived to the cave to find the whole area blocked off with barbed wire um workers and technicians uh started showing up and they were claiming they were from some unknown government agency from some unknown country um and they began to work inside the cave um bulldozers were brought in to expand the tunnel system um to go deeper into the mountain which itself was pretty odd because the cave is such a historically important site to greece that it seems odd that the greek government would be like yeah expand it yeah ruin this yeah go wreck all that nice stuff Um, that we have here and heavily armed guards started patrolling the entrance to make sure no one got anywhere near the cave so they see all this like bulldozers heavy machinery dudes coming in armed guards barbed wire the local government they're like what the fuck is this and they're like oh it's a military operation Mm -hmm. did not help people like calm down at all they're like what do you mean it's a military so people rightfully so were a bit concerned a bit worried about what was going on and because they were not getting an answer from the government or from any mm-hmm. other government about what the fuck was going on rumors obviously the started rumor to mill began a spinning about what oh, was going man. on so some rumors said that the greek government was building a nuclear weapons storage facility a nuclear bunker a secret scientific experiment facility or some sort of radar slash telecommunications what base. kind of secret experiments require piss marble and a cave to hell Gay know. shrimp. Yep. Gay shrimp. That's it. I'm getting ready to eat my fucking neighbors. Did you see that, Alex oh my Jones? God. I, like, I, will, I will stop talking about it. Yes, I will eat your ass. Wait, you haven't seen it. I'm here he to says eat it like ass. Five times. I'm like, does he know what that means? Because he keeps saying it. I'm going to eat that ass. <laughs> like, you don't, this doesn't mean what you think yeah. it means. He's not hungry. He's just into weird sex stuff. He just, uh, well, and I'm like, he's not a millennial. He doesn't eat ass. No. The apocalypse is coming. I need to eat some ass. Man, <laughs> 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 fucking crazy um but yes uh, i've definitely seen that video uh (laughs) listeners please watch it it's amazing so others um 
have claimed or were claiming the government was creating a magnetic channel connecting the cave with Langley, West Virginia, so that it could be used with other American telecommunication installations in the area to uh, for uh, top secret research invol- involving the archaeological finds within the caves, the mystical qualities of the mountain, UFOs, or research into opening interdimensional portals. Yeah! Uh, Black Cave helicopters. This is the reason I'm going with. <laughs> they wanted to build a magic cave to Langley. <laughs> magic interdimensional travel. Yes. Because yeah, we need a portal from rural Greece to Virginia. Yes. How the fuck do you think that car got up there? Exactly. That's ah! true. <laughs> it was a Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is that the, it was a Chrysler and there's a Jesus connection because of the. No, she just said oh, Chrysler. Oh, she said American car. I just thought that was an incredible pun. <laughs> you know what? Take credit for it. It was an incredible pun. Good job, Vanessa. No, no, that's okay. Bob is smarter than me for five seconds right there. <laughs> I wouldn't say well, smarter. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, think he's that smart. No, um, but sadly, we will never know the real reason. Uh, oh no, that's okay. That just lets us speculate more. Exactly, it's amazing because <laughs> I am totally fine with just making up reasons why that car was there. Because just as suddenly as work started in 1983, work abruptly stopped. Oh no! I think it was the birth of you and I. Yeah, definitely. The- like, oh no. The coming of the these. booze and bruise podcast girls are being born. We have to stop this construction. Just stop what we're doing. The world is now perfect. Yeah, we're done. Can't get any better. Nope. <laughs> Check. Moving on. Uh, no. So just like that, workers um, took out most of the heavy machinery. Guards stopped patrolling. Workers stopped showing up. Um, all that remained was the barbed wire fence, which obviously people cut down pretty much immediately to find out what the fuck was going on inside oh, the cave. Oh, yeah. They're like, what the fuck's in that goddamn cave? Exactly. So what they found inside was, one, irreparable damage to the churches. Reese's Pieces. Thumbs mm-hmm. up. Two, new tunnels that led to dead ends. Three, oh. old tunnels that had been blocked off and sealed for some unknown reason. Okay. Treasure. Four, Heavy digging machinery that was just left where it was, like they didn't even okay. bother to come back mm-hmm, and get it. Mm-hmm. And five, cancer treatment drugs. Cancer treatment drugs? Uh-huh. I got that cave cancer. So, which makes me think. I got that cave, cave cancer? cancer? <laughs> yeah. No, this just goes back to their secret fucking, what did I say? I don't Not, know. Uh, scientific experiment facility. That's what they were doing. They were trying to come up with some sort of cancer drug. I don't know. No, it was a man. (laughs) It's a conspiracy. No, no, no. A man with cancer used the last of his fortune to bore out this cave that had these interdimensional tunnels in it. And he's trying to get to the aliens that have the cure for cancer. And or he's trying to live up the last years of his life by fucking a pan creature. Or he just wanted to Dance. make that cave his mausoleum. He went in there with his drugs. He dug Ugh. himself a tunnel. And then, then he like blocked in. the tunnel off. And now you know? he, he that bangs. suffocates. Yeah, I can get and, into now, that. and now he's, his body's in there and he blocked the tunnel off. You'll never know. Yo, I'll fuck with that. However, things get a little bit weirder. Oh, it gets weirder. Yes. Weirder? Yes, because as people were going through the, uh, the little cave, they found footprints in the concrete that led up to a dead end, just led to a wall and simply stopped. There were no footprints coming back. They just went there, almost like he they walked, walked through, the through the wall. Through the, the wall. interdimensional travel. travel. I was right! Yeah, exactly. That's pretty banging. I fucking knew it. Um, and even creepier slash weirder than that is once a doll appeared on a cliff, cave adjacent, Wait, did you just say a doll appeared? Yeah, a doll. A creepy dolly? Just a dolly. A creepy doll. Yep. Okay. A creepy doll appeared on its own one evening on a cliff, cave adjacent. And when someone climbed up to remove it, an identical doll was found in the exact same spot the next day. It's interdimensional alien caves. Interdimensional dollies. (laughs) I think the doll is the alien. Do you see it? And then just, it's Mm, like with the How big were its feet? Were they oval? Oval. Yeah. Doll <laughs> Giant feet, oval, like oval shoes. feet. Those little dolly shoes are like... They're like ovals. You've cracked the fucking case. The dolls are the aliens. 
Uh, so Everyone burn your Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, over the years, the cave has been rumored to be used by um, occult groups and Satanists for rituals and animal sacrifices. Tight, um, tight, tight, a cool. rumor evidenced by the bodies of dead doggies that they did find inside. All that, that oh, I don't no. like. Along with various occult imagery, and maybe it still is used for those purposes. Um, I looked up pictures. There's a bunch of graffiti and stuff on the walls because it's not like the government really does anything anymore to mm. it. Um, I guess in 1991, the secret government government agencies were going to come back and start uh redigging or something and finally the greek cultural department was like absolutely not you're done hmm. i find it surprising they don't protect it it's like no. a piece of their history it's so fucking old yeah they just say you can't take rock you can't take piss marble from here but you can go on your own and just and graffiti the shit out of it yeah yeah, write your name on the wall. Just don't steal any of these just precious Just don't take piss oh, precious. Oh, I piss guess rocks. in Greece, everything's that fucking old. So. Right. Oh, yeah. Like when everything's old, it just doesn't matter anymore. Oh, yeah. This yeah. shit's been around here since 20 BC. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so Davila's Cave is a magical wonder of spoopy stuff and government conspiracy. That thing's There's creepy so as hell. There's so much happening in that fucking cave. And I am There's some weird shit there. For it. Yeah. So there you go, boys and girls. I like it. You're that was a good welcome. time. And I like the tie-in of this fucking beer, which is delicious. So yes, as delicious. I mentioned, Reseda got me to Greece. <laughs> yup. Um, this is one of the most flavorful sessions I've ever had for an IPA. It's a session IPA. Uh, it is. It's also only 35 eboos, it which is, is surprising. 35 eboos, but it's it's got a bite to it. It it's, smells and it incredible. It smells so good. Yeah. Uh, it's dry hopped with mosaic. Um, Which four is very, and a half percent. Yeah. Apparently, it was uh, so they spiced this sessionable IPA with ten percent rye malt and dry hopped her with mosaic. Oh, it's a female beer. Dry hopped her. Thank you. She's delicious. Um, you will encounter notes of blueberry, apricot, and peach. Nope. Uh, with a crisp mouthfeel and clean finish at a crushable four and a half percent. I agree I do with not all get of that. Blueberry or peach, but it is a very crisp mouthfeel and it is crushable as hell. It is crushable. It's got a nice bite, but it is also sort of fruity, which I think is from the mosaic. I don't know. I love it. I I, I absolutely love this beer. It's delicious. There you have it. That's really good. Yeah. Sweet. Well, hang around for a second. I'm going to yell at you in a minute and then we'll go back to the show and it's going to be great. You'll love it. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Engineer Bob. I got a sleigh full of dragons. I'm going to eat your ass too. Hey, guess what? Hey, I want to say thank you to listener Andrew for sending by his incredible creepy story. If you've got your own scary ghost story or you got a creepy pasta, you got spooky spaghetti you want us to read on the show, send us an email. Boosterbrewspodcast at gmail.com It'll be on the show. You're gonna love it. Hey, guess what? We also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Boosterbrews where we get show sketches that I do, additional audio episodes, video episodes. It's a good time. Submit, Support the show by submitting your dollarinis to us. Unbelievable. We also have some great social media websites where you can come and talk to us. We have a Twitter at Booze and Bruce. We have a Facebook at Booze and Bruce. And we got an Instagram at Booze and Bruce Podcast. All right, now somebody else is going to yell at you. I'm doing a great job today. Woohoo! Eating ass. Ah, oh, 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 I've just, I've just pulled myself up from the depths of hell to, from my dirty, evil dealings because I wanted, it's me. And by the way, it's Barry. Anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to Engineering Department 143 and Parco Department 106 because they're doing great jobs making engines for boatloads of semen. Maybe in exchange for boatloads of semen? There's no way of knowing! Ah, I'm Barry! I got him again! Ah, <laughs> ah, back to hell with me. Okay, bye. Did it. I did it on four. Check out. I knew that you would do it on four. You're so good at hitting the button. I like to do it on four. It's the sexiest number for doing it. One, two, three, four, doing it. It feels better. If you did it on two, it wouldn't be as good. I can't finish it until you count to four. Or you do it in the Skeet. four hole, which is like your ear. Oh, gross. My? Gross. 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 Ew. You are a big gross, gross man. <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, my turn to tell a story. Yes. Now, in true booze and bruise fashion, whatever that means to well, you. I'm excited to know where so, you're going. So we got a beer called Reseda Rye. Yep. And Melly ran with the first part of that beer. Yes. Reseda. Yep. I ran with the second part of that beer, which was the rye. Excellent. We really covered everything. We really did. Go us. Wait, wait. Pat on the shoulder. Good job. Brush those shoulders, shoulders off. off. Brush those shoulders off. 
Uh, so I first a little background information on rye. Okay, so rye is a grain that is related to barley or wheat. Okay, uh, and a famous uh, beer man, Pliny the Elder. Yes. Uh, was not a fan of rye. He said, quote, rye is a very poor food and serves only to avert starvation. And then he said, and even then, it's bitter taste and it holds a bitter taste and an unpleasantness to the stomach. Uh, This ding dong has never had a good pastrami sandwich. Yeah, not a fan. I know. I'm like pumpernickel bread. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, he's delicious. Plenty, more like plenty the stupid. Got him. Got him. Anyway. Good job, Barry. Uh, so I learned from Wikipedia yeah. that most uh, rye production occurs in Eastern Europe, yep. a, a area called the Rye Belt. Ooh, mm. okay. Most okay. of which, an overwhelming about 36% of the world's rye, comes from the homeland of our own podcast mom, Poland. Poland! Yay! Yay! So I'm rye, you a the story stupidest out of grain. Haunted Poland. <laughs> <laughs> Haunted. So that's where rye comes from. Podcast. So I started googling haunted Poland, and do you know what I found in Poland? Nothing. A cave. Oh God. Oh my God. Oh, so I used this episode to do caves part three. Happy birthday, Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> so buckle up. It's going to be like another seven, you know, nine hours before I get through. It's seven not nine a hours. Cave, it's a mine, which is like a cave. Okay, yeah, it's cave. It's like a man cave. It's like a man cave, yeah. Full of, you know, or. So I tell you, I bring you the story of the, what I assume is the Valiska, Valichka salt mines. Sure. Valichka. W I E L I C Z K A. I actually think you got that right. Yeah, that sounds right. Sounds right. I'm doing pizza hands in Poland. That's, I'm doing pierogi yeah. hands. Pierogi hands. Pierogi hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Valiska, Valichka salt mines are, uh, they're in the area, they're like in the Krakow metro area. Oh. In the, in the Krakow tri-state in, area. In the yeah, Krakow area. Uh, so uh, this area was uh, known because it has a lot of briny water. Uh, that like lived down like just under the surface. So all the way back to like Neolithic times, like the fucking Stone Age and shit. The new uh, rock era. Yes. So Neolithic. there were the people who lived in this area Pickleback? would gather the water that like bubbled up from these natural springs because it was so briny and they were able to boil the water off and leave the salt deposits behind, thus having salt. Salt. Their food um, tasted better than most people's. Yeah, man. Well and they seasoned. All got high cholesterol does not matter <laughs> they all had to go on lipitor <laughs> prehistoric lipitor neolithic yeah, lipitor, lipitor. <laughs> um, Neolipitor. So it's actually the area of the valitska mines are actually the oldest known salt works uh that they've ever discovered so oh. like if there were older ones they fell into disrepair and disuse beyond modern times and they, they they've been lost to history they're now apartment so, buildings yeah, so they're considered to be the oldest, like, continually operating salt mine because okay. from, like, you know, 1,000 BC, they've been fucking pulling salt out of the goddamn ground. All right. Um, so they would use the salt, obviously, to preserve meat or fish and also as a sort of currency because it, mm. salt was not a readily available thing. Yeah, man. Um, so it was, like, a, a thing of high value for them. Yeah. yeah. You get fat stacks, man. That has something to yeah. do with, like, that, that terminology worth your salt was actually because they would give it to soldiers or something like that, and it was, yeah. like, part it, of your like, payment because it's super they, valuable. They literally were, like, pay for shit in salt. Yeah. Um, so then in, so then we we're, go from the Neolithic, we're going to jump forward because they basically were just like, that's where the salt water is. Cool story, bro. We're going to jump forward a bunch of time. Okay. So we jump to the like 10th or the 11th and 12th century Kay. is when they first were like, you know what? I bet if we dug a little bit down, we could get up more of this water more quickly than just waiting for what bubbles up in a natural spring. Okay. They're using their brains and their smarts. They're using their brains. Um, they're Polish. It took them a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it took them a thousand years. hundred so. years later. Yeah, Fine. pretty much. Uh, so they were, but they're still doing this process where they're collecting the salt water, boiling it off to collect. They were using like clay jugs because this is pre-bronze era. They didn't even have metal. You oh, know? Jesus. Um, so they didn't start, uh, like in the 13th century, they dug down a little bit deeper and they found actual rock, like salt rock. Oh. 
And they were like, oh, this is salt in a solid form. We don't have to boil salty water off to get this salt anymore. We can just take this right out of the fucking ground. That's amazing. So then they stopped doing the like collect water and boil it. Then they turned predominantly to mining for rock. Okay. They were doing both, but they were like more about it's like crack. They were trying to get that rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, then in the 14th century, um, King Casimir the Third the Great. This is what his Wikipedia page calls him. The third, Casimir the, great. the third, the great. Yeah, the third, the great. He's the third, the great. Uh, so he was like a, a really good king for Poland. Everybody say, loves him. That's why they called him the great. I was like, you say he's the great. He's the great. Mexico paid for him. He was huge. Oh wow, tremendous. Uh, so he made a lot of good advancements for Poland, including like expanding out how they were pulling the salt out of the ground. Um, and they, they said something like he inherited a Poland built of wood and like left a Poland built of stone. Like he basically like built the entire fucking country. He got tired of these goddamn wolves coming in and blowing <laughs> all the houses little, down. Little pig, little pig, little pole, little pole. Let me in. Let me in. Not by the, the hairs of Not my... Not by the salt like, in my miney mine mine. Miney mine mine. Um, so <laughs> yeah. during his kingliness, uh, a third of the national treasury was coming from reserves from the salt mine. Damn. Mm. Yeah. Um, so with all this extra money, he was able to like, he like funded a lot of the arts in his country. He built the Poland's first university. He did a bunch of really good stuff. Wow. Um, for the country with this money. He also like erected a bunch of laws <laughs> protecting the mine and protecting the miners. Oh. He like built homes for them. He built a erected. hospital for them on site. Like he was Penis. like a people, a person of the people. Help um, them get erections. And, yep. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, erections <laughs> for decades. <laughs> My notes say stability for decades after. Erections for decades <laughs> after. <laughs> More this, erections. This is a nation built on the erections of the miners. <laughs> So uh, solid. Casimir so III, the great, the erect. <laughs> he stood uh, so much taller. The third, the great. So you could hang towels off of his erections. <laughs> you could mine for salt with his erections. <laughs> Use it as a Swing pickaxe. him like a mighty pickaxe. <laughs> So by the 15th century, there were around 300 to 500 people employed by the mine working in the mines, and they were pulling out between seven or eight tons of salt annually every year. Jeez. Now, the thing that's interesting about this is at this point, it's still a seasonal work. So oh. these are farmers who farm nine months out of the year, and then the other, when they can't farm because it's fucking Poland, yeah. they go and work in the salt mines. Damn. When do they go and to they the were- pierogi mines? I because this because they had all these really rock hard erections that they could use to get at the salt. <laughs> if you poke the pierogies with your dick a bunch, all you get is I'm, all I'm, you get is a hot all you dick. get is boatloads of semen. I'm too hard to get to make a pierogi. Yeah, much. I can't concentrate. <laughs> um. Oh. So uh, at this point, they had expanded. They had four shafts. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you both, you both like courtesy laughed. I appreciate that. Uh, and at this point, they had gone like one full level, like a full floor below mm-hmm. into the ground. And during this time, they also admitted their first tourist, like someone who was like, "Hey, this mine is interesting. I would like to learn about how mining works and like how you mine for salt." Okay. Um, and the name of this first tourist is uh, Nikolai Copernicus. Maybe you've heard of him. Nope. No shit. <laughs> Never heard of that asshole before. Yeah, that guy who like figured out the universe revolves around the sun. He was like, I want to go to your mine and look at your salt. The universe revolves around this salt in my yeah. dick. My salt and my dick. Yeah. Not this. That's my Copernicus uh, imitation. That's it good. sounded just like him. I know. Uh, so then by the 16th century... <laughs> I know. I'm so beleaguered by it all. By the 16th century, <laughs> my notes just say, deeper. <laughs> deeper. Uh, so now they're working year round in the salt mines because they're like, yeah, this is where all the fucking money for our country is coming from. This is this is like real business. Fuck your rye. They start building more levels. They start like mapping it out. They like hired a bunch of really famous map dudes. To, there was a bunch of Wikipedia links about map dudes. I Bill Atlas. They made maps of the salt mines. Cool. Rand McNally. Bill Atlas. <laughs> Samuel Maps. 
by the 17th century, they had sort of abandoned the collecting the water and boiling it off because they were doing it. They were operating at such a high level that they had harvested all the forests in the surrounding area and they were out of trees for firewood. Oh, my God. And they like needed trees to build works within the mine. So they were like, okay, we'll just collect the water and we'll like ship the water off to other parts of Poland and have them boil it off to get the salt. And then eventually they were like, this it just isn't financially feasible for us anymore. We're, we're only interested in the rock now. Oh my. Hmm. Dwayne Johnson is the only thing we care about at this point. Yeah. <laughs> what can you um, say except you're welcome? Yeah. You're nice. Welcome. <laughs> um, they also start... Uh, they also start having more and more tourists come in because Copernicus loved it so much. Such a fan told us. <laughs> Yelp about, about it. it on Five stars. Yeah. TripAdvisor. Very, very good review. Yeah. So then everyone started doing knowledgeable so start- tour guides. <laughs> Great <laughs> salt. <laughs> Let you like the walls. Having more and more tourists Rock come in, so dick. it became a big part of their operation was like accommodating the tourism. Okay. Um, then in the 18th century, you'll, I'm sure if you studied history at all, you remember that in 1772, Poland went no longer Poland. We're going to partisan out into a bunch of other countries. Yeah. So they became like part of Russia and Austria and Germany, I think. Well, Germany wasn't a country. Prussia. Yeah, right? Because yeah. that point's Prussia. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, there becomes three different Poland. So, they're in the Austria part of Poland. Okay. And Austria was like, this salt mine you got is really fucking top-notch Tip salt top. And they, like, went balls deep into this fucking uh, salt trade. They're like, I'm even harder for your salt Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You thought Polish erections were hard. Wait till you see the Austrian ones. Yeah, they you thought there so was no you thought there rock. was no entertainment in the 70s. Wait till your Neolithic and salt mines are just <laughs> captivating. Yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ. Um so they start uh they start using gunpowder to like blast because everything was done by hand before this. They start using gunpowder down there. They also invented like a steam mechanism to raise things up to the surface because before that no joke. They were using something called the Hungarian horse treadmill, which oh. sounds adorable. I do, it, it sounds like a really bad workout move. No, it's like there, there was... I feel like it's horses that are hungry, so you like put a carrot in front of them and they, and they walk on, on a treadmill. treadmill. Yeah. Okay. They walk on the treadmill, but, but then you end up with some fucking buff-ass horses. Yeah. Then you take them to the track. Yeah. Yeah. Play them ponies. Uh, Hungarian horse treadmill. Uh, they go deeper, deeper, uh, and they start to like. Horses. They start to put in like train tracks to navigate all these underground tunnels because it's starting to encompass so much land. Okay, so that was underground trains. Oh. Uh, in eighteen six in eighteen sixty eight. Uh, was like a really big year for them. I don't know why I wrote that year down. Uh, they were like, <laughs> so, I don't know why. I'm sure I had a reason. I don't remember. It was the best year Poland ever had. 1868, so good. Austria, Poland, super good. It was Look really, it up. It was you want to? You want to know more about it? You I'm, you Google it, yep, asshole. I'm sure something happened, and Wikipedia told me all about it. <laughs> or their website. They have a very in-depth website where they talk about their history. Where I got a lot of this. The Austro-Hungarian Empire, Austro-Polish Empire. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. The Austro-Poland Empire is. Yeah, GeoCities page is where I got all of this from. <laughs> is it like a little way, gif way of, a dude gig, of a dude digging and it just says under construction? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they start to super get into tourism. They actually start uh, like building new trails of those train tracks and they're for carriages that are actually drawn by horses instead of trains oh. so that like tourists can basically like go on a ride being like, I'm in a mine shaft. Ooh. Um, and then they build an actual ride called the quote, Devil's Drop, which was basically like we put you in a bucket and we lower you from one level to another. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. OSHA um, would not they, like that one bit, <laughs> I am sure. No, and they discovered, because they had found like a big like saline underground uh, like water source, like a huge lake underground. Oh, contact they solution started, lake. Yeah, so they started putting boats on the contact solution lake and like t- sending people out for like ferry Picnics? rides on the on the thing because it's like it's now making almost as much money from tourism as it is from the salt damn well again no tv what the fuck is there to do go look at rocks so they have an underground pool and it has a lot of salt in it let's go take a boat ride on the salt water be very different pretty much they bring in like orchestras and do like 
performances. Like Mozart just down in the fucking mines. Mozart yeah. on the underground salt cave. Mozart in the mines. And I assume Ding. on like Polish not Independence Day, they because uh, they also had fireworks. <gasps> in a in the mine? Cave? Yeah, underground oh, fireworks, that don't man. don't seem safe. Hell yeah. This, is, this is how big That's this Polish is. That's Polish as it You should, um, if you have a moment right now, like just Google search like Valetska salt mines and just look at the images. It's gorgeous. It's huge. There's like chandeliers made out of salt crystal. Wow. It looks like Penn Station. It looks it's gorgeous. Wow. Okay. And huge. That you'll be like, "Oh, that's why there were fireworks." Okay. Um so then after World War 1, they were Poland again. Bye-bye Austria. Yep. Get uh, out. I mean, they're still there. They're just not part of it anymore. Right. Uh, more tourism. This point, they're like realizing salt is good for you, and they've opened like a health spa, so you can like swim in the contact solution lake oh. for health reasons. Oh, g- good. That feels holy shit. That is beautiful, right? It's gorgeous. The, these are not. This is not what I was expecting to see. Now that I've googled it, yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah, uh, we'll post pictures, obviously. Um, and at this point, they're exporting about two hundred thousand tons of salt a year Damn. out of the thing. And they're and again, half of their money though is coming from tourism as opposed to just pulling all this goddamn salt out. That's crazy. Uh, after World War II, so then World War II happened. Yep. Pull, yeah, pull, that, no good. They pulled little pauses. They did some things during World War II that were not so great in the salt mines. We're not going to talk about it. You can extrapolate. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm on, that's that's not Poland's fault. That's this little dickhead Austrian guy named Adolf yeah. Hitler's fault. Because yeah. I think, wasn't Poland the first country he fucking invaded? He was like, mm-hmm. you are mine now. Yeah, I mean, there were worse things done in Poland during World War no, II. There but are a no, there were things were done camps. in Poland during World War II. Yeah. So it wasn't stopped, good to be in Poland. Yeah, so they stopped uh, with assault. But then after World War II, they went back and they actually discovered that it was so much. So they'd stopped pulling the, wa- the salty water out because it was too much work. And now they're like, okay, but to pull the rock out is too much work. Let's get like huge hoses down here and just hose the salt rocks down until they like disintegrate into water and then pump the salty water out i was like you stopped doing that like 200 years ago for real like <laughs> well you know, just you went know backwards horse treadmill technology really has come a long way in the past yeah, 100 really years has. so very true <laughs> um so they reached their maximum levels of productions around the 1970s okay um but it started to be very difficult for their workers like they cared a lot less about workers rights and a lot more about the money they were making Mm. and they realized they were making so much more money from tourism than from actual salt they're making so much more money murdering their workers Workers. than they were protecting them (laughs) so they uh so then in um and they realized like okay this is the oldest oldest known salt mine in all of history like this is probably something we should work on preserving as opposed to just pulling fucking salt out of it Mm -hmm. because now we have salt because it's the 1970s yeah um you can make that shit in the lab yeah so then in 1978 they declared it a unesco heritage site which it maintains that uh delineation today and then by 1996, they decided we're not going to mine salt from here anymore. Oh, wow. So there are still active miners in the mine, but they're doing it to preserve all of the old tunnels and the historic items that are within it. So uh, they're, they're like maintenance miners. They're just marking their territories with their erect Polish penises. Yeah. They're just slightly tapping their Polish penises. I get it. Just to make um, sure that it, like ownership of the, you know, mine is still with the Polish. Yeah, like every six months, you got to go down and re on something. Yeah. Got to keep yeah. it salty. Yeah. Yep. You, just gotta, you don't have to jizz on You just have to rub your erect penis yeah, on mark it. That's the, the same thing as, as owning it. Well, well, I feel like you got to add to the salt deposits, though, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's giving back to Mother Nature. I like it. Yeah, exactly. You give it, then you take it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the time that the they stopped expanding it, the mine is currently nine levels deep wow mm. it goes down about two about 327 meters that's about a thousand feet, feet. Oh, mm-hmm. about a quarter of a mile wow okay deep, deep. and Deeper. wide it encompasses about 287 kilometers or 178 miles damn holy shit that's so it's huge. huge that's why they were like building trains underground because it's huge it's like a whole cavernous city yeah. hell yeah i would live under um that. They have maps of it. They employed lots of really famous map makers. Samuel Maps, George (laughs) Cartographer. All Um, those guys got involved. Nicholas Copernicus. It's a a historical site, uh, but there are many tours available. You can go on them. They all are very well reviewed. They seem to be reasonably priced. Great. Uh, They have a sister cave in Italy 
like a sister city, but oh they have a sister God. cave in Italy. <laughs> That's adorable. I was like, they're so cute. They write each other letters. Yeah. And pen pals. How are you? Still salty. How are you? <laughs> also salty. Many oh, love pierogi hands to you. And many love uh, pizza hands to you. And many pizza hands back to you. <laughs> um, they they are so in addition to the tourists there's also a full health spa there Ooh. which includes these weird little cubbies dug into the salt caves that you can stay in overnight uh okay you can bring your children if they're over 4 oh oh good mm. uh it's kind of fucking creepy looking and you can rent out their uh their halls and chambers for events like large corporate events or weddings weddings yes! yeah yeah Oh my God! I want to get ma- Bob. We should have gotten married in a get salt mine. Get married in a salt mine. See a Polish erection. Yeah. Uh, this is like the only thing that might bring me back to Poland. <laughs> I've been to Poland twice. Didn't enjoy it either time. But I might go back to look at the salt mines. Salt caves. Yeah. Uh, so that brings me to the story of the ghost yeah. that lives within the salt mines. Nice. So this ghost is called Sparknik. Spartacus. Sputnik. Sparknik. Sputnik. Yep. Or the treasurer is what like it roughly translates to. Okay. So the story <laughs> is that there was an old miner named Valenti. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the W makes the V noise again. Yep. Yeah. So Valenti was this miner who worked in the mines his whole life, and he loved it so much that after he, he died, he went it. up to heaven. He was like, yo, God, can I go back to the mines? Because I just love it so much. Oh, salt. And God was like, okay, I'll allow it. So he goes back down. Mm-hmm. Does is he able to bring his erect penis with him? Of course, he takes it everywhere he goes. Okay, great. It leads him. Oh, it's like a divining rod for salt. Yes, yeah, it's okay. his divining rod. Uh, I found rod. an old timey story that says, and I quoteth. Uh, and so in heaven, they decided the soul of Valenti will not come to them, but will be left in the mines. Since then, Valenti has been roaming the mines in the form of the treasurer, watching over everything that happens there. Now, this is what drove me to him. Okay. Uh, he protects the mines by, quote, uh, if somebody whistles over there, he'll punch them right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up! <laughs> hey, shut up! <laughs> uh, if somebody curses, they'll get smashed in the head with a lamp. Oh, God! So he's there, like, hanging out in the mines because he loves it so much. But apparently, if you're being a jerk, he will physically he will assault you. Fuck you up. I like it. But mostly he's like a helpful ghost. He's said to be like a, he helps out the miners. There was one story that's referenced a lot. And it's a story of this like young boy who tries to get a job in the mines. And the guy who's running the mines is like, you're too young. You couldn't do the output of like an adult man. Um, but I'll let you try for a week and like see if you can keep up with yeah. the grown ups. But you can do the output of an adult baby. <laughs> and uh, so the boy's like okay I'll try and then he asks the other miners for help and the other miners are like nah dude you're on your own except one old miner is like alright I'll help you but then in exchange you have to give me a portion of your earnings because uh. I'm going to be doing part of your work for you mm. Okay. and the boy's like okay that's fair I'll allow it so they work all week and the boy works very very hard and like proves himself but he does need help from the old timey guy and then at the end of the week he gets his week's wages and he goes to pay the old miner guy as like this is what I owe you this was our agreement yeah. and the old miner guy's like poof I am the treasurer and he's like you were honest and you were a hard worker and I'm not going to take your money because you earned it and it's yours Oh, he's a magician oh, nice Pollock that's a beautiful I story I know except if you think about it because I'm like what's he going to do next week Punch him in the face. Yeah, well, <laughs> as long as he's like, d- keeping his head down, doing his job, and not whistling, he's not going to get punched in the head. Hopefully, that but child. The little boy, but the little boy can't do enough work. Hopefully, he needed his child, help. Well, hopefully, he learned. A well, lesson. look, I mean, look, he just got his foot in the door and got him the job. I mean, you know, he, he'll he'll pick up eventually. Yeah. So he those so, quotas so will be different. The treasurer is pro child labor, anti whistling. Just so we're all up to date. Now. All right. All right. Um, Still seems like so a cool tra- guy to me. Punch in the fucking face. <laughs> Smash your head Punch with the lamp. Punch him right in the face. I love it. This is my kind of ghost. Uh, so he also, a little bit like Mothman, he shows up whenever like a large travesty is about to happen. Oh. But it's always to warn the miners. Okay. Mm. So he'll show up in the form of like a lantern that just won't stop flickering or like 
uh, miners will feel people rapping on their helmet over and over again, and they'll leave the area. Oh. And apparently, if you ignore it or you don't realize that it's the treasurer trying to help you, he will eventually appear to you in his treasurer form and be like, yo, GTFO, buds. Move. And then they'll like be a cave-in or they'll have been like a chemical leak or something like that, and he will have saved the miners. <laughs> That's what he does. I like he doesn't give up. If if it were yeah. me, I'd be like, I have done everything I could. Hey man, I'm the, I'm the I'm the proverbial starling in the salt mine. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know why he doesn't just punch them all in the face. I that feel would like they get would me to move. Were they punched in the face? Were they whistling? No. There you go. Well, if you were like, I wasn't whistling, and I just got punched in the face. I definitely think I should leave. It's probably time to go. I've yeah. clearly done something wrong. Yeah. Legend says I should leave. <laughs> Legend has it. Um, so he's like a, a well-known, like a beloved, the ghost of the mines. Um, there's actually, so within the caves, there's a bunch of sculptures. Like people have carved statues out of the uh, salt rock. And one of them is of the treasurer. And he's like like helping out the miners in the little sculpture. Like, he's like a beloved character out of Polish lore. So they've done like and he's a fun ghost that punches him in the face. Children's animated television programs about the treasurer. Yeah, oh, we should make one. He's like Winnie the Pooh and the Treasure, and Winnie the Pooh starts whistling on his way to Rabbit's house and gets punched right in the face. Yeah. (laughs) Just beaten to death. I like to think that he's not punching them, maybe so much as just whapping them in the face with his rock hard Polish cock. (laughs) That's. That's a lot different. Rock. I feel like that's the legend we've just played. Yeah. Yeah, just cocks and rocks. That's, that's that's all it. that's in this cave. That's it. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. Yes, man. Winnie the Pooh and the bludgeoning rock hard Polish cock. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. it. I, I don't know if I'd buy it for my kids, but I'd own a copy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is my story. That is the story of the Valetska salt mine. Oh, I yay. Love it. In Poland. that uh, I got there because of rye. You know what? This same was beer. Excellent. We, I thought we were really going to struggle, but you know what? We pulled through. We, we really were like, we're going to get creative with this beer. Yeah, we were like, whatever that means to me. Apparently, to me, it means Polak. ghosts with dicks. And mine Clearly. is, and mine is uh, secret government interdimensional caves. Yeah, Shit, dolly yeah. aliens. Yes. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Well... I've finished off my beer. It's still delicious. I still love it. And this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Let me tell you what I like. Alien cars. Alien cars are great. I love men that do pierogi hands. I love marbles made entirely out of piss. Uh, I love... Oh, I wrote I wrote down ripped Hungarian horses, but it looks like ripped Hungarian herpes. So don't do that. Don't. No. Conspiracy don't like herpes. Face punching ghosts, but if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's Winnie the Pooh getting slapped in the face with a rock hard Polish cock. Vanessa wins. Yeah, yeah. For a beloved childhood creature being sexually assaulted. Yeah. That's why you tune into the Boozer Bruce podcast, fuckos. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, thank you uh, for being amazing and supporting us and listening to our silly little show where we talk about um, getting slapped in the face with a dick. We love all of you and we will talk to you again next week. Yes, uh, there will be, until then, there will be more booze and more bruise. Until then, cheers. Cheers. Oh, it's a good one. I did it good for one. We had two actual glasses. <laughs>